Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live. My name is Monsignor Patrick Schumacher. I'm your host for the next uh, couple of hours. we got a good show planned for you as as usual we 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 do work hard and uh karen is here as well karen Salinsky, and father obergewich is here the parochial vicar of the church of corpus christi it's good being with you monsignor we're coming to you live from my office at the church of corpus christi in bismarck and i hope you're all having a good start to your day if not i hope it gets better today by the way is the feast day of saint bruno Saint Bruno was never formally canonized because he, as founder of the Carthusians, would, would have nothing to do with such occasions of a canonization. So Pope Clement X extended this feast to the whole church in 1674. Uh, Saint Bruno was the founder of the Carthusians and he was described as this at his uh, funeral. His face was always joyful, and he was modest of tongue. He led with the authority of a father and the tenderness of a mother. No one found him too proud, but gentle like a lamb. May St. Bruno pray for us as we begin this day, a great, a great example. And, and I, I like the idea that the Carthusians would have nothing of the occasion of a, of a canonization for their founder. And, and so Pope Clement said, well, I'll just extend it to the church anyway. So uh, may St. Bruno pray for us tomorrow, the feast day of Our Lady of the Rosary, October 7th. My first guest is a longtime friend of mine. We had lunch, uh, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Um, maybe last month, a month ago, and I said, you need to come on my show sometime, and he took me up on the offer. Um, and uh, some of the topics we're going to talk about with him are, are very pertinent in our, in, our, in our life of history, not just in North Dakota, but what's going on in our nation. Uh, Perry Schaefer is his name. He's a member of Corpus Christi here, and he is currently the chairman of the North Dakota GOP party. And um, Perry, good morning. Thank you, Monsignor. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you uh, with you. us. Uh, and uh, th we have to um, uh, talk about many things today. Uh, the reason why I, I, I look forward to this interview on, on show day, I like to get up at 5 and have a breakfast and prepare my show. And I, I, I very much look, in, uh, look forward to having you here, Perry Schaefer, because I in the Catholic tradition, um, we call citizenship a virtue, and we call our participation in politics a moral obligation. Uh, you as a faithful Catholic, and as the chairman of the North Dakota uh, Republican Party, uh, you, you blend your faith and your work. We're going we're gonna to talk about that. We're going we're gonna to talk about the duty of citizens. We're going to talk about some local topics. But uh, Perry, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you for that. Uh, obviously, like you said, a member of Corpus Christi uh, now for, I think, 13 years, something of that nature. 
uh, help play some music here a little bit. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm married uh, 43 years. I got married when I was 12. <laughs> and uh, I have two uh, growing children. My youngest is 40, believe it or not. And I've got five grandsons, uh, two in Omaha and three here in Bismarck. And uh, very active in business and in politics and in the, uh, in, 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 in the world of being a better Christian man as I move forward in my life. And uh, uh, that's been my, my, uh, my solace moving forward. So try to be a good business leader, a good community leader, and uh, uh, give back from, uh, from whence I'm taking. So that's kind of me in a thimble, I guess. I don't like to talk about myself too much, but uh, that's, 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 that's me. And uh, we do go way back. I, we've known we each do. other for about 22 years, over 20 years. Um, I, I knew you first as a, as a, a practicing Catholic um, and as a, as a businessman. Um, how, how did you get involved with politics, Perry? About the time we, we uh, started uh, being friends. I, I hope I didn't have anything senior. to do with it. <laughs> no, not, not, not really. I was asked uh, early on, uh, uh, I don't know, I, I guess leadership gets, gets seen. Uh, people notice leadership, and they notice people that are, that are in leadership. Uh, and I was asked early on to get involved in the Republican Party and uh, got started in our district, District 31, uh, as treasurer and moved up to be the, the, the chairman of the of the district and over time uh, became the chairman of the entire party in the state of North Dakota with a 75% vote. So um, it's been about 20 years now that I've worked uh, as a lobbyist in the state of North Dakota and as a lobbyist in D.C. So I've been uh, working in the, uh, the political world for a long, long time uh, besides the three businesses that I run. So uh, and the wife and the children and the grandchildren and all the other things that a person does in, in life. So, As chairman of the uh, North Dakota Republican Party, Perry, Perry Schaefer is my first guest here on Real Presence Live. My name is Monsignor Schumacher, and Perry and I um, go way back. Perry, uh, what, what, what would a day entail as, as a, the chairman of the uh, state party? People often ask me as a priest, you know, what, do you, what, what does your day look like? What does your day look like, Perry? Well, every day is full. Uh, I was just talking about that on the way in. With a, I was on a conference call in your parking lot, as a matter of fact, before I came in. My first meeting this morning was at 7.30. My last one tonight is at 6 o'clock. So it's on the hour every hour. Uh, we, we cover 47 districts in the state, um, 47 different chair people. Uh, everybody has their own personality and their own ideas. Uh, and trying to herd cats uh, under the same umbrella gets to be rather time-consuming. Besides uh, uh, being in the, the position of running and uh, managing three companies, so it's very busy, to be very honest with you, and there's just time where a person just has to uh, look to the strength of something other than himself. Um, you invited me to lead the prayer yes. at the uh, uh, State Republican Convention That's right. in April of this year. I think it was April. Yep. And uh, l let me just say that my experience of that was that you're dealing with a lot of different personalities. Uh, where, where did you learn your personal, your people skills? Your, your, your. Um, um, the, it, it requires temperance. It requires moderation. It requires patience. It requires also assertiveness at the right time. That's right. Where'd you learn that? I learned it in business. To be honest, I'm the. Uh, uh, my father actually was a uh, administrator in the school system. Yes, he was. There's ten kids in our family. I'm the oldest son. Uh, I learned how to be a leader early, early, early on, sports and school and what have you, and B 
being my father's oldest son, and, and I learned it in business. Uh, uh, there's no uh, there's no advantage to flying off the handle. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't accomplish anything if you have an agreement or a disagreement and you fly off the handle. Emotions never make for good decisions, mm-hmm. period. So I've learned over time that there's, uh, and I mean this truthfully, there's something, Monsignor, much bigger than me in this conversation. So mm-hmm. you talk about the state the state convention, which was 2,500 people in a room. Mm-hmm. I'm, on the, I'm, I'm on the mic, under the camera, under the lights. Um, I asked the Holy Spirit for guidance. I asked the Holy Spirit for direction. I asked the Holy Spirit for patience and calmness and all the gifts and talents that that He bestows upon us and discernment. To be very frank, and and He's and if you ask, He will give it to you. Uh, so, uh, si- simply put, so that's where I get it. I mean, in my business world, in my wealth management company, in my engineered company, I deal with people uh, uh, all over the world. We have suppliers all over the world. And uh, you learn how to deal with attitudes. You learn how to deal with people that have um, an agenda that are trying to accomplish something that might not be for the benefit of the whole greater good. So you just learn how to deal with yeah. it in a much better way. Uh, I observed you at that um, uh, Republican convention in April, and I can just go up, say my prayer, and I'm done. I sat in the back by Bob Weefald and just watched it all. Um, so it, it, that, that is very, very true. You've always been very tempered. You've, uh, uh, you've always been very uh, measured. You've always been very, um, um, I would say, prudent in how you deal with people and how you deal with situations because there are a lot of different people in any party in a lot of different situations can we talk about the first situation i want to talk about today and and i i, I think uh, we remember the dobbs decision can i can i jump into this real quick sure. and um we we know that on on june 24th uh the supreme court issued their their opinion it's a dobbs decision we call it it overturned roe v wade and um, June 24th, by the way, in our Catholic tradition, was the uh, Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Uh, but usually June 24th is the Nativity of John the Baptist. Uh, it, it was a, that's, you know, the Feast of the Sacred Heart will abrogate the normal feast of St. John the Baptist, who, who of course, was an was a unborn child who uh, leaped in, in Mary's womb. So the, so it, the, the timing was uh, really striking, but it was also striking for me that day to just to, to stand in my kitchen and just to see on, 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 on the, the news banner, uh, Roe Ro versus Wade overturned. I, I, um, I didn't think I'd see that in my lifetime. We, we thought we could. Uh, justices on both sides thought we could. Um, and, you know, it, it just t- turns it back to the state, right? They just simply found that abortion is not um, uh, in, in the Constitution, right in the Constitution, push it back to the states. And so as chairman of our, uh, of, of our Republican Party here in North Dakota, w- what, has, what has your life been like? What changes do you see um, since the, this summer with, with now this issue Back to the states. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think we're grateful. Prayers answered. This is a 50-year prayer, to be honest. And uh, as a as a leader of the party, and and just as a Christian man, uh, we we don't have the right to take a life. Uh, there's uh, uh, absolutely bi- uh, biblical. Uh, there's 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 uh, there's no there's no way that we have the right to do that. And in our state now, uh, uh, looking forward, you have to look backward. 
several years ago, about 13, 14 years ago, uh, legislation was passed to, should this ever happen, the Dobbs Act ever happen, that uh, the state of North Dakota would not accept abortion in our state, which uh, after a period of about 30, 45 days, that law became law of the state of North Dakota. So that's the reason why I'm so happy to be very, very frank with you. Uh, work gets done prior to uh, the actual time frame. We're waiting for God's time to end the Dobbs scenario, that, to end abortion. And because we have an active Republican Party in our state, we were able to look at legislation to put into place uh, within our state that would actually uh, codify, actually, uh, uh, the Dobbs potential uh, Supreme Court ruling, which in our state uh, is good. We don't have that. It, it was uh, nearly um, half a century. Uh, abortion on demand was the law of our land. Um, um, I, I also thought when I looked at that banner, um, that news banner, standing in my kitchen, uh, that that we, we, we have in our wake um, over 60 million babies, about 63 right. million lives. 63 million lives. Um, and, and in those lives, um, you know, I ask, whom have we lost? Well, we, we've certainly lost taxpayers, right? We've lost students and desks. We've lost doctors and we've certainly lost priests. We've uh, uh, maybe we've maybe we've lost um, uh, the person that would cure cancer. Sure. Uh, I, I mean, whom have we wh whom have we lost? Yeah. And so, uh, it, it was for me. It was a it, it was a historic day on uh, June twenty fourth, twenty twenty, when the court overthrew Roe v. Wade. But it was also I, uh, for me a sad a sad day. You know, T. T. S. Eliot said that uh, the end is where you start from. And uh, I, I guess we're, we're, we're at the end of something, but the start of something new. And so when we, when we come back, uh, Perry Schaefer is my guest. We're going to take a short break. If we could just hang you on, um, we're going to talk a, a little bit about what that decision means politically in our state. And I have some other issues for you. All right. Perry Sounds Schaefer good. is my first guest, the chairman of the North Dakota Republican Party. This is Real Presence Live. And we appreciate all of our listeners. Real Presence Radio is listener-supported, and so we thank you for all you do, and we hope you're having a good start to the day on this feast day of St. Bruno. I like to talk about Bruno. Never formally canonized. The Carthusians would have none of it. But we're still asking him to pray for us. We'll be back in just one moment. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. 
Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Hi, this is Mark Holcraft. And this is Dr. Joseph Holcraft. You know, Mark, Jesus asks 307 questions in sacred scripture. He has asked 183, of which he only answers three. What's the business with all of this questioning going on in the Bible? Well, Joe, there's a lot there, and we'll be ready to take that on. Tune in to hear about these questions and more on Awaken every second and fourth Wednesday at 7 a.m. Central here on Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. All right, welcome back to the RPR Network. This is Real Presence Live, and my name is Monsignor Schumacher. I'm coming to you live from my office in the Church of Corpus Christi in Bismarck, where I'm pastor. My parochial vicar is here, Father Logan Obergewich. Father, good morning. Good morning, Monsignor. Harry Schaefer is still here, the chairman of the North Dakota Republican Party. We're going to get back to him. Uh, by the way, there's a lot of things going on in October and in, in November and December as we gear up to, to end this calendar year. Remember, and I mentioned it briefly uh, in my homilies, October is fire prevention uh, month. Actually, the week begins on October 9th is fire prevention week. This is actually the 100th fire prevention uh, month in, in our history. It began in 1922 in our country to commemorate the Chicago Fire of 1871. So fire prevention is uh, something on our minds as well as our upcoming banquets. Father, what, what do we have to keep in mind for those? Yeah, so we have some RPR banquets coming up for you, so I'll just throw out some of those dates. So our first one is going to be on November 3rd in Rapid City with Dr. Ralph Martin. And then there's November 10th in Sioux Falls with Dr. Ralph Martin as well. And then in um, November 17th in Aberdeen, we have Teresa Tomio. November 21st in, in Bismarck with Dr. Ralph Martin again. And then in De December 1st in Minot, we have Dr. Ralph Martin. December 6th in Rochester with Steve Ray. And then in 2023, February 6th in Fargo, we have Dr. Ralph Martin. And then March 14th in Duluth with Dr. Ralph Martin. Super. Uh, we, we need the support uh, at our banquets. And uh, thank you for, for all of those. Um, uh, Steve Ray will be on at the uh, top of the hour uh, as, as one of my guests in this show as we come up on 20 minutes past the hour, wherever you are. Perry Schaefer, my first guest. Uh, Perry, thanks for hanging on. I know that you're back-to-back you're, you're -back meetings and conference calls, and uh, this is an important one for us. Um, how, how has... The Dobbs decision, before the break, we spoke about this briefly. H how has the Dobbs decisions uh, made an impact in our state? 
It's a good uh, good impact, to be very honest. We have a very pro-life state. Uh, 80% of the people in our state uh, obviously support pro-life issues. And uh, it's simply, simply preparing for it, uh, like I mentioned earlier, uh, from past legislation uh, has, uh, has brought this day to where we're at today, right? To, to be able to say in our state, we respect life. God is in charge of when people come in and when people go out. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's been a really, really good, uh, good thing for the state of North Dakota. W- w- what percentage of our, of our state leadership is Republican? Uh, all of them. Uh, you look at all of our statewide offices, you look at all of our federal offices, uh, all the way from top to bottom is Republican. Is that good for the party? Is that good for the state? It's good for the party, and it's good for the state, uh, especially for the state, because Republican management of policy moving forward in our state is uh, way better than the, 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 the option of having Democrats run our state. You go back 30 years and look at where we've come from versus where we are today, in our in in our agricultural business, in our in our economy, and how flush our checkbook is, all came from Republican values, no question about it. In the Republican Party, it gets kind of tough sometimes, to be honest, because we have so many attitudes within the state. Uh, being more conservative, less conservative; more Christian, less Christian; bigger, uh, more more liberty, less liberty. Those those kinds of things. When we really sit down and and, and weigh this out, Monsignor, we agree on eighty percent in our state. The approach sometimes gets to be a little, a little bit questionable. Let me bring up a measure. I think sure. it's a measure that uh, I always vote early. Uh, let's talk about term limits. Yeah. And I, I saw the, the, there, there's commercial after commercial for term limits is one of the things that uh, will be, I think, a, a measure. Is mm-hmm. this a measure? Measure one. Yep. Measure one. Um, and uh, they used a Mark Twain quote, um, something like, um, uh, Politicians are like diapers; they need to be changed often. Yeah. I think uh, w- w- is is uh, is are, are term limits um, needed, uh, useful, um, essential in in politics? Because I uh, w- no. w- one may think they would be. No, no, nope, I don't agree with them at all. I just did an interview on KX12. If you want to see it, I'll matter of fact, I'll send it to you. Um, term term limits simply handcuff voters. Term limits are saying, Monsignor, you don't have the right. To decide who your legislators are, the, your the, I see that. I, I see. Uh, on the other hand, do we need career politicians? Yeah, but we don't have them. I mean, that's my argument. Do you want the bureaucracy to run the state of North Dakota, which would be people like lobbyists and bureaucrats, or do you want legislators that are elected by the people in their districts to run the to, to run the, the the state? And this isn't about protecting legislators. This is about protecting voters. Bottom line: If you look at term limits, totally wrong idea. We have a a, uh, 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 every a bi a biannual legislature, so we're in we're in we're in in session every other year. So eight years of term limits means four times that you get to be actually in in the process. So so your your um, departure on this in in discussion is that it, it would it would limit me as a voter. That's right. I could no longer vote for this person because they're term limited out, so to speak. That's right. Um, that's very intriguing. Let's talk marijuana. Sure. Um, I guess. Do I have to vote yes on this to get it out of my life? I mean, it, it's no. not. It's not going to go away. It's no. every. We got petitions every single state fair and marijuana, 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 marijuana. We got. We got marijuana again. Vote We're, no. Well, is is keep voting no. <laughs> to tell me. Tell me why. It's a gateway drug. First of all, uh, my daughter is a psychologist in uh, in 
in Omaha, and you talk about uh, a place to start. Uh, marijuana is a place to start. Alcohol is a place to start. As an employer, however, when you look at bringing employees in, in our state of North Dakota, we can't find enough employees to, to get the job done. We just have a lack of people that want to work. And abortion might have had something to do with that. 63 million babies not here. Sure. No, no wonder we can't fill our jobs. Yeah, restaurants are closing. Yeah. But you look at marijuana. Marijuana stays in a, in a person's system seven to ten days after you smoke a joint. Well, you, you, you can find it on a hair follicle sure. after 30 days Sure, is, is for testing. And that's exactly my point. So from a liability standpoint, if I'm an employer sending employees into a, a billion-dollar facility like a power, like a power plant and, and an accident happens, right, you're in a position where someone gets hurt, who do they sue, the employee or, or the employer? Uh, so it's a huge liability problem. Um, for I, I watched Murder Mountain on Netflix. I think it's called Murder Mountain. Mm-hmm. It's a place in California where they grow marijuana. Yep. The, 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 um, um, in fact, I prepared a guy for marriage who's from Murder Mountain, living here now. A- a- anyway, um, the, 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 the marijuana growers do not want it legalized, do they? Because then it's taxed and the government takes it over. Right. Well, what, what happened when they legalized marijuana in California um, w- was shocking to me yep. uh, in that story. Yep. Because of the regulation, the taxes, it became right. more violent, actually. That's right. And in Colorado, same exact thing. I mean, you talk about social injustice. Let's introduce drugs to the to the mix of social injustice. Do you, do you have people working your budgets looking forward? To, what, what would the state bring in on, on marijuana taxes? Um, I don't know the exact number. It would certainly go up. But then you've got to look at the flip side. You've got to look at the spreadsheet. You know, uh, programs are increased. Doctors are increased. Law enforcement. Law enforcement's increased. So psychologists and sociologists sure. are increased. Uh, it, it destroys families. We've, sure. we've we've got enough problem keeping families together the way it is. Uh, what, what, so are, what all other, the way around is bad. What other uh, measures do we have? Come Those are the only two. Two measures. Yep. This is two simple measures. Yep. Um, and um, th- th- let's talk about um, let's talk about early voting and mm-hmm. and mail in ballots. I, I I remember and I I don't post much on my Facebook page. It's usually my dogs, my two Dalmatians. I did post. I I, I received uh, two uh, two absentee ballots in when I voted in 2016. Two ballots, two envelopes, two of everything in one envelope sent to me. And I, I'm sure if I would have sent them both in, I'd I don't know. I mean, obviously, I only voted once, but, you know, like they say in Chicago, right? Vote early and vote often. But um, is, uh, is, is, th- is this um, um, uh, election going to be different? Um, um, you know, President Biden said the pandemic is over. He said that in Michigan. And then the commentators said, well, it's really not over. This is what over, you know. So h- how is this, this going to look different now or, or, or in 24? Yeah. Early, when you do early voting... It's a good thing because you get out in front of it, right? Now, some of the issues that happened within six states in our in our nation had some very big problems with early voting. Uh, you receiving two ballots in one envelope doesn't make any sense to me. I'll actually have to check into that. However, when you when you sign your envelope on the inside and the outside and return it back, you're then recorded as voting. So if you would walk into a precinct uh, and vote or try to vote again, you would be turned away in the state of North Dakota. That's what the law is, and that's the way the process works. Uh, I know you're an honest man, so you only voted once, but if you would have voted twice, one of those, would have, they would have caught up with each other, and your vote would have been canceled out. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have been counted in the state of North Dakota. So, so uh, uh, absentee balloting is good. 
There's a lot of people that simply travel a lot, have homes in different places, businesses in different places. Mm -hmm. So that's a good thing. Uh, taking advantage of it and abusing it, of course, is not a good thing, which is something that we uh, we certainly don't don't. There's something promote. about me, uh, I guess, maybe I'm 55. I don't know. I think I like Election Day. I kind of like the lines. Most Republicans do. I, 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 it's this. This is a day we go yeah. and we vote. Yeah. And you know, it's and, and you know, when 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 early when when early voting begins, before even some debates have begun in yeah. states yeah. over uh, congressional races, it just right. doesn't make any sense right. to me. Right. Um, but on the other hand. Um, People have a right to vote, and I guess some convenience in it is, is good. Perry Schaefer, um, I want to have you back sometime. Thanks for coming in. Um, yeah, thanks for having how, me. How, how do we get more young people involved in politics? Um, we simply keep reaching out. Early voting is one way, to be honest. Uh, you mentioned you're 55. 25-year-olds don't, don't want to early vote. They want to vote on their phones. They want to vote in different ways. And so reaching out in those ways makes a lot of sense for us as well. Mm -hmm. That's one way to do it. And um, any final thoughts? Well, I just thank you very much. Uh, uh, this is a good program. It's a good show. Uh, you're a good man for leading this. I think it's important that we get it out there. And I think it's important that people understand that when you're when you're in politics or when you're in business, you still have to you still have to uh, listen to that Holy Spirit inside of you. And pay attention to the guidance and the discernment that you receive from the Holy Spirit, which I do every single morning before I get out of bed. And I think uh, in my life doing that has helped me be a better leader. And in our Catholic tradition, citizenship is a virtue. And participation in That's the right. political life is an obligation. I remember when Pope St. Paul, St. Pope John Paul II was asked if the church is political. He said, if by political you mean how, the, how people treat people. If that's what you mean by political, he said, yes, the church is political. Yep. So we're going to take a break, and I want to thank you, Perry, for um, coming in. All okay. right. We're going to talk with um, David Moser next on Real Presence Live after we take a short break. Don't go anywhere.